0: Folks, welcome into another episode of Locked on Phillies and the Philadelphia Phillies have eliminated the Atlanta Braves for the second straight season in the NLDS. They're going to the NLCS. Yes, the Atlanta Braves are going home. What a series win in four for the Fightins! There's so much to break down. I don't even know where to start, but guess what? Let's just start with this episode of Locked on Phillies. You are locked on Phillies your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube if you want to catch some of my other content. I'm live on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio uh, daily. I'm on uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia later today, TV, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. if you want to go ahead and check that out. And you can see me a lot of places talking Phillies baseball, Philadelphia sports in general. But what a darn win last night, and what a series win uh, Let me get you, uh, uh, because I'm going to forget, our episode sponsored by Sleeper. Okay, let me get to this first. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today, also with everything going on with the game scheduling. I don't know exactly how everything's going with the timing. Go ahead and check out our friends on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies during any of their games. You'll be able to pull up the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of those games. Okay, got that out of the way. Love those guys. Love our sponsors. But I want to get to this and what we have to talk about this episode because the Philadelphia Phillies have knocked off the best team in baseball. The 104-win Atlanta Braves, they got one win in the postseason and it was one they had to come back and basically steal at their own home ballpark. Like the Phillies dominated the Braves in this series. They went in four, uh, they won 10-2 yesterday or 2 days ago. They went 3 to 1 last night to clinch it. The Braves in two straight. So the Braves in the past 2 seasons won 205 baseball games in the regular season. They won two in the postseason. Those years combined that the Philadelphia Phillies are their kryptonite. I don't know anything else to say it like just so many great things done in this series by the Philadelphia Phillies. Where to start? Bryce Harper's a god among men. That guy is next level good at baseball. I can't believe that anybody would ever talk trash to him or say anything bad about him from opposition because he does not need the motivation. He's already a superhuman and then you're putting him on a level above even that when you talk trash to him, uh, he was a huge part of this series. Nick Castellanos becomes the first player in Major League history, not Phillies history, Major League history, to have back-to-back multi-home run games in the postseason. Could you imagine going out there after saying what he said following game two, which was, uh, we respond when we get punched in the face. Like, okay, show me then, Nick. And he goes out there and he hits two home runs in game three in a 10-2 route. And then he hits two huge home runs in a game four closeout effort, a tight game that you win three to one. That's unbelievable, dude. That's that's legitimately unbelievable. Nobody does that. Nick Castellanos does that. That's it's huge to have. Trey Turner. My goodness. Trey Turner, a huge home run. Like he has had such a turnaround of a season. It's almost impossible that it happened, that he was as bad as he was earlier on in the year. And he's gotten back to how good he can be like this. What we're seeing right now is the Trey Turner you expected to get, you paid for. This is what Trey Turner is. He's not the Trey Turner that we saw the first half of the season, but how do you pull out of that spiral? Like the standing ovation has a huge part to do with it, but he was awesome in the series. I know he made some errors in Game Two that the Phillies lost that cost them. Whatever doesn't matter now. Braves are heading home. There's, um, I mean, the bullpen deserves so much credit. They're putting a lot of really, really tough spots, and not that the starting pitching was pitching poorly. The starting pitching might have been the best part of this entire series because they were outstanding. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, just next level good, but. The bullpen as well. When you had to go to them early, they were prepared. Uh, They showed up. Outside of one pitch by Jeff Hoffman, a slider to Austin Riley in game two that led to the go-ahead home run. I can't think of much that the bullpen messed up. There were some tight pressure innings. But guess what, folks? (laughs) Take your uh, heart medication because what's going to happen in the NLCS and hopefully the World Series for the Philadelphia Phillies it's going to be a lot of stressful innings for big time pitchers. So you just got to get used to it. But at the end of the day, they delivered. I mean, the Braves scored zero runs, five runs, two runs, one run. Like, that's a preposterous thing to do against this offense. And that's credit totally to the pitching staff and also, well, also to Rob Thompson, too, for handling it well. He did a great job in the series with the decisions that needed to be made about who's coming and when, when to get people where, all of that great stuff. Yeah, Rob Thompson did a wonderful job managing this series. Especially, I think the masterclass from Rob Thompson was game one when he told everybody on the team except Ranger Suarez that it was going to be a short night for Suarez and he could get pulled as early as the first inning. Because you don't affect the starting pitcher, but you get everyone else ready to give him the best possible chance of success in what Rob Thompson wants his role to be. And then the bullpen comes out and they prove their manager right. Uh, So he was huge in this series. I mean, everyone was great in this series. That's what you got to do to knock off a team this good. But I, I can't get over just how complete of a baseball team this team is. When they're playing at their best, they have one of the best starting rotations in baseball. They have one of the best bullpens in baseball. They're solid enough defensively. I mean, just ask Ronald Acuna and his swing in the seventh inning with the bases loaded because he hit a ball that not many Philly center fielders in the past would have ever been able to get to. And I don't want to hear about people telling me, oh, that was an easy catch. Rojas made it harder. He jumped. I don't think you understand in that moment with the bases loaded with two outs in the seventh in a game that close, the type of pressure that is on you to make that play. Not to mention he's a young player. It's not like he's been playing in this ballpark his whole life. Like, you got to know where the wall is. It's a weird part of the park because it juts out. You got to know where the ball is. You got to ignore the fan noise. You got to be able to listen to your other outfielders to know if you're taking it or if Brandon Marsh was going to come over to get it. You have to do all of that while fighting the pressure of the fact that if you drop this ball, you might cost your team their season. <laughs> and he goes and he makes it. Just insane. Like, that play and Trey Turner's double play in game one, which are just monstrous moments defensively for the Philadelphia Phillies. They did legitimately everything well. They hit. They hit for power. They threw. They pitched. They ran. I mean, stolen bases. The Phillies looked good in that, too. Like, I can't get over it. I really can't. This is awesome. And not. I'm not trying to make this about me. But I've been saying all year, all year, all year, all year long. This team has what it takes. They are good enough. They have a high enough ceiling. It might not look like it every day. It might not be like the Braves. who are going to do it day in and day out. And We're going to talk about coming up how the Philadelphia Phillies put together a strategy to knock off the Atlanta Braves. It might not look like that. Some of the 100 win teams in baseball. But Rob Thompson is managing for October. This team is built for October. And if they get there and they catch momentum, they're going to be really hard out. They have as much of a chance as anybody else. And I fought tooth and nail to try and convince people of that. Some people came along for the ride. Some people were in the whole way. Some people were not. Well, the proof is in the pudding, folks. The Philadelphia Phillies are heading to the NL Championship Series. The Atlanta Braves are heading back to Atlanta. Hope they're as good golfers as they are at hitting home runs, or at least hitting home runs in the regular season. Coming up, We're going to talk about how in the world did the Phillies do this? I know I just ran through a list of guys that played well and all that stuff, but I want to talk about the strategy, uh, both during this series and during the regular season that led to what was going on that we saw and a four-game series win for the Philadelphia Phillies. We're going to discuss that coming up as we continue Locked on Phillies. All right, let me tell you about my friends over at Sleeper, okay? You got to go ahead and check out Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are here, uh, which means you got a chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is now. Uh, you got studs like <laughs> the coffee says Acuna. Not anymore. You don't. He's sitting at home. But you have studs like Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos and JT Realmuto and Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez. All these guys, and you can pick on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, all that good stuff. And you can find even more stats in there for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big, okay? It's super easy to do. You just pick the player, you pick the stat, and you pick whether you think they're going to get more or less than that. And you could do that for a bunch of players. It could be two, it could be eight. The more you do, obviously, the more you got to get right. So the more money you'll get, but... It's so simple. It takes like two seconds to fill out a lineup. Really, really easy app, and the interface is awesome. Go ahead and check out Sleeper and use promo code LOCKED ON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. So go ahead and check out the best place for daily fantasy baseball, our friends at Sleeper. All right, let's get into uh, I don't, I see. Here's the thing, right? I popped in, and uh, I talked to some folks uh, on one of our overarching shows on Lock On last night. And right after the game, one of the first questions was just like, how did the Phillies do this? I'm like, I have no idea. I honestly can't tell you. This should not have been possible, right? Not that the Phillies are not a good team. I just told you before, I always had faith that they could do this. Did I have faith they could do this in this way? No, absolutely not like i thought if the phillies are going to win this series they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to put up six seven eight runs they're gonna have to battle it might go five you might need something miraculous to happen your way like a magical magical moment and the phillies had some magical moments but they the offense wasn't like all that awake outside of game three you only scored three runs in game one four runs in game two Uh, you scored three one three runs last night in the regular season That's not good enough. The Braves averaged like five runs a game. That would have won them three games out of the four you played if they had had their regular season scoring. So how did the Phillies knock off the Braves? Well, the first thing they did is they shortened the staff. In the regular season, the, the Atlanta Braves have the ability to see teams every other day. They'll play Tuesday, they'll play Wednesday, they'll play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like They see teams quick, and you play a lot of games in a short period of time. So what that means, if you have pitchers on five days rest who might be in a rhythm, but you get to see the three in the rotation, the four in the rotation, the five in the rotation. Maybe you get a spot start. Like You get to see a whole bunch of different pitchers. The bullpen, you might have had somebody who was used heavily in the previous series. Their best reliever's not available, stuff like that. When you get to the playoffs, you get the opportunity. And by the way, sorry if my voice cracks a little bit. My voice is shot from yelling at the TV last night. When you get to the playoffs, you have to face the top arms and only the top arms. There is no, uh, we're going to throw a bullpen game out there. We're going to throw a spot start. Like Now, the Phillies kind of did that in game one, but it wasn't meant to be. And Ranger Suarez is one of your top arms, so I, like I'm not going to call it that. They just relieved a starter early. But the rotation shrinks. The Phillies always knew that they felt good about that because they got their guys, their top guys to a place where they were feeling good about their mechanics and their ability heading into the postseason. So that's step one. You got to shorten the rotation. You got to get your best pitchers out there as often as possible over the five game series. And you got to hope they're good enough to get the job done. Next, manage every game like it's a must win. That's how Rob Thompson did game one. Uh, there's a great article in the athletic from Matt elb you can scroll back a couple days and check it out about the thought process behind pulling ranger suarez so early but rob thompson knows the uh, gravity of situations in the postseason he was here last year he's here this year he was with the yankees forever he knows how this works so he went out there and he managed very very aggressively okay Cool. Love it. As long as it works, we're good. And he had a definitive plan, and that plan worked. I'm not saying the Braves didn't manage, like Brian Snicker didn't manage aggressively for the Braves, but Rob Thompson clearly, clearly had a shorter leash for some people. Like, you have less of a leash for Bryce Elder in Game 3. Maybe you find a way to stop that rally, and the Phillies don't score time. You have a shorter leash for Strider in Game 1. Maybe, even though he's your guy, you get some bullpen arms out there that the Phillies don't see well, and next thing you know, it's a shutout for both sides, and you're going into the ninth with a chance to win it. I, I don't know. I feel like Rob Thompson managed the series more aggressively, so that's something. But here's the other thing, right? The Phillies were the more mentally tough team. They really were, and this factors in, because you have talented players on either side. So why, in the world, are Acuña and Olsen and Murphy and Albies and Arcia and all those guys on the brave side why are they not hitting in October why are they having such a tough time in the moment well it comes down to mental toughness it comes down to pressure how you deal with it this Phillies team I, I talked about this on air the other day on 975 the fanatic but they were it's it's almost like that bane speech or the to batman and like I was born in the darkness, molded by it. Like the Phillies were born into adversity. This team was born into adversity. Last year with Joe Girardi and a really slow start, and having to fight back and deal with injuries and battle through. Bryce Harper gets hurt. Gene Segura gets hurt. Zach Wheeler's guy gets shut down with shoulder soreness and all this stuff goes wrong. And they get to the postseason. And it's just like, oh well, I mean, we've been playing under pressure all year. Let's go. And they go on a run to the World Series. This year. A very slow start. You got to wait for Bryce Harper to come back. Now he comes back better than ever. Insanely good uh, player and just the most important person to this team, I think, is Bryce Harper. But anyway, you're dealing with that. You're dealing with Reese Hoskins torn ACL. Uh, You're dealing with Andrew Painter torn UCL. You're dealing with not having your best stuff from Aaron Oler, or Zach Wheeler, Ranger Suarez had multiple injuries. Jose Alvarado looks good and he goes down. Trey Turner's like one of the worst players in baseball to start this year. Of course we know he turns it around and he's not one of the worst players in baseball. We knew that at the time too, but basically the Phillies dealt with so much adversity all year. Their fan base telling them they're not good enough. Uh, Other teams beating them when they shouldn't having tough trips and everything. Only having two all-stars, Nick Castellanos and Craig Kimball. Like, trying to fight through to get to a point where you can make back-to-back postseason bursts. And when you go to the World Series the year before, the expectations are raised. That's a lot of pressure. The Phillies have been dealing with that all year. Meanwhile, look at the Braves' season. 104 wins, 307 homers rampaging through their division. No doubt that they were going to win it. They won it in, like, April. I mean, basically whenever the season started, count two weeks out from that, and the Braves had locked up the division already. It was crazy. They were the darling team in not just the National League, all of baseball. They were one of the great offensive teams of all time. And they just they didn't face much adversity. They had a couple of injury issues here and there. I'm not going to pretend like none of their guys ever got hurt. And the pitching staff was in a tough spot come postseason. But the key is your big guys need to show up. When somebody says something, like Orlando Arcia said in the clubhouse following game two, When somebody gives you the opportunity to be great, when somebody makes a mistake pitch, you got to be zoned in. Like You have to take every opportunity and turn it into positivity. And the Philadelphia Phillies, they've had so much practice doing that, not just over the course of this year, but over the course of last year. Meanwhile, the Braves have just been cruising, which is cool in the regular season. But then you take some time off and you sit around a little bit and you play your little simulated games, which clearly didn't work. And then you face adversity for the first time because you've got to come into citizens bank park after dropping one at home. And you've got to deal with the loudest crowd in baseball. And they weren't ready for it again, a second straight year. And the other thing, how in the world did they knock off the Braves? It was citizens bank park. It's the greatest fans in baseball. It's the toughest place to play. I don't know how you come in here and beat this team. at Citizens bank park. I, I really don't like consistently can't do it. Maybe steal a game here or there, but that's, Kind of it, right? The Phillies played for the postseason. The Braves played for the regular season. And the Phillies, while they were playing for the postseason, they learned how to deal with adversity over the course of the regular season. And they got the job done. The Braves are now sitting at home, and there will be people talking forever about the format and the locker room sanctity and all that crap. But bottom line is one team talked, one team played. And the team that played is going to the NLCS. Uh, Finally, as we wrap up, I just want to talk about how special this team is because – We are very, very lucky right now in the city of Philadelphia. We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right. I want to tell you about Jace Medical, okay? So the Jace case, which Jace Medical produces, provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. I mean, you can also get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Imagine this. I mean, everyone has been in a medical emergency at some point, had some medical issue, had something where you needed to go to the doctors, or seen someone around you that was in a situation that needed help. Well, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected, and that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case I mean, the five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use gives you peace of mind so that you know you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. You've got it in hand. Jace Medical is super simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care like I told you about. So don't get caught unprepared. Plus, you can get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com. All right. That, I just, I'm floating right now. This is amazing. To have it happen a second straight year, almost the exact same way, is insane. But anyway, the, this team is special. This team has something special about them. You could tell by the locker room celebrations. You can tell by the clubhouse camaraderie. You can tell by their reaction to when somebody comes after them. You can tell by how they play in big moments. You can tell by how they handle their teammates when somebody messes up. When was the last time you saw two Philadelphia Phillies players yelling at each other? When was the last time you saw Philadelphia Phillies players in the dugout yelling at opposing fans like Orlando Arcia was doing during the game? Yesterday, an elimination game, mind you, he's faced around going like this to the fans, like making the making funny faces at him, yelling at him. You don't see that from the Phillies. They go about their business the right way because they have great leadership. They have great talent. They have a great city behind them. The organization's top notch. John Middleton is one of the great owners in baseball. Dave Dombrowski is one of the great front office members in baseball. The manager is a perfect blend of holding his players accountable and letting them express their personality. They love to play for Rob Thompson. That's a key. And on top of that, look at the leadership structure in the clubhouse. Bryce Harper, all he cares about is this city and playing for a ring. That's all he wants. He wants to bring a championship here. He's so focused on it. He's one of the best players on the planet, and he leads by example. Kyle Schwarber keeps everything together. He's The glue in the clubhouse... Oh, by the way, if he gets going, this team is going to be monstrous because he did nothing this series. And if he gets rolling, well, the Phillies are even more dangerous. So we'll see how he does against the Diamondbacks in the NLCS. But he's one of the greatest clubhouse guys in baseball. Lucky to have him to keep everything going. JT Romito, kind of the quiet veteran guy that just handles his business, but he's another great leader. Nick Castellanos leads almost in a different way. He's been the guy that has been a little bit more boisterous and outspoken and everything like that. And as has Bryce Harper, that's the other reason why this team is great. Their leaders have gone through growth. It's not just like, like JT Romito has been a leader probably forever, but Bryce Harper was a kid who a lot of people didn't like his personality and his attitude and all of that stuff. He goes through that and he grows. Nick Castellanos, a boisterous young player who is very outspoken and has a bunch of weird stuff to say all the time and can get himself in trouble on the field back in the day. Like he's grown, he's gone through that now. He's talking to younger players and teaching them the right way to do stuff and leading by example. It's a great mix of that. And then the young guys in Bryson Stott and Alec Baum, I mean, Johan Rojas, Edmundo Sosa, uh, Brandon Marsh, all the Christian Pache, all these young players that you're like, okay. You're a big part of this team. We need you going forward. The older players do a great job of interacting with them. I think something magical is the fact that Bryce Harper and Bryson Stott are so close. It's almost like the bridge in between those two groups in the clubhouse that keeps them all together. Uh, I mean, the bullpen's wild. They're all crazy. The starting pitchers are very tight. Uh, I mean, this team has special chemistry. They have incredible talent. Adding Trey Turner in there makes you insanely better. And he's fit into the locker room seamlessly because he knows some of these guys from time in the past. And he's a good person who just handles his business. Uh, You'll never see Trey Turner cause a locker room issue. I just, I feel very, very lucky to be a fan of this uh, football, to be a fan of this baseball team, the football team too, the Eagles are five and oh, but I feel very, very lucky to be a fan of this baseball team. Uh, They're getting the job done on the field. They're great people off the field. They love this city. They want to play here. They want to play for these fans. They have a great manager. The owner spends money. Who would you rather be a fan of right now than the Philadelphia Phillies? I, I couldn't tell you. Greatest fan base in the world. Insanely good team. Looks like they're here to compete for a World Series for a long, long time. Now you got to get through the NLCS. And still got eight more topper. But, yeah, it's nice to reflect back and just – Think about how special this team is and how crazy it is that they knocked off the Braves again. Oh, one more thing before we wrap up because uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. Appreciate you. Uh, last thing before I let you go. Blooper. <laughs> you come at this fan base again, you're going to learn again. Mascots Mascots talking trash. Go golf. I don't even know if you could golf in that stupid mascot suit, but blooper, take a hike, bud. We'll see you in April. We're still playing. Ah, oh, man. The NLCS, right around the corner. Next episode, I'm going to give you a preview of everything we need to know about the Arizona Diamondbacks, how they got here, and all that good stuff, man. I, I just, I'm so excited. Love you guys. Fun episode. Go, Phillies. NLCS bound. We'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.